1: Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Investigation continuing at this hour near Los Angeles where 10 people were shot and killed last night, at least 10 more wounded, that in a ballroom following a Lunar New Year celebration. The gunman still at large. New polling data from Heritage dot org suggesting a sizable chunk of military personnel are worried about politicizing of the military these days.
2: When you have the first African-American Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, state that the military is becoming overrun with white supremacy and order a military-wide training stand-down, but then a year later shows less than
1: .00004% of the military is actually engaging in any extremism. We
2: have a problem with narrative.
0: That is Florida Republican Congressman Michael Waltz.
1: This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt wants the GOP to focus together. He will run the House well. It will be run well. There will be
3: disagreements. And come the fall, the spending battles will be extraordinary. And I expect the government shutdown. Unless and until the Republicans get things that they want, which will include the border wall, will include significant defense spending. It's going to be a close-run thing. The whole time. There isn't much margin for air.
1: The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, intelligent radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot, low of 12 degrees tonight, partly cloudy skies, into your Monday, partly sunny, high around 30 degrees. With the Patriot Half-Off Deals program, you can
4: save 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. Just visit am1280thepatriot.com. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Click the Half-Off Deals icon or
3: call six five one four zero five eight eight zero zero. That's six five one four zero five eight
5: eight zero zero.
6: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
5: Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded.
6: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are
1: go for launch in T minus 3 2 1. We have lift off. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 Patriot.
4: The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, so Charlie, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take the phone calls 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NARN show. And that's hashtag NARN show for comments and questions. And if you'd like to, uh, if you are so inclined, feel free to check us out on Facebook. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like or a follow on our Facebook page if you haven't done so already. And uh, we do have the live stream up and running at our NARN Facebook page. And as always, our good friend Wild Wilson checking in from Texas. Wild, a fantastic, loyal supporter. Wild, we appreciate it. And appreciate all of you for tuning in, whether it is live or uh, checking out the podcast later. Uh, we thank you as we are approaching our 19th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network uh, this coming March. So hard to believe. I've been a, I I was a fan for a number of years before I had my own show in 2011, so uh, no stop sign in front of us yet. That is for certain. Uh, folks, want to uh, uh, take a little transition here now and welcome our uh, first guest of today's broadcast. Uh, Joel Kotkin is a Presidential Fellow in Urban Futures at Chapman University and Executive Director of the Urban Reform Institute. Uh, Mr. Kotkin, along with Samuel J. Abrams, co-authored a piece at RealClearInvestigations.com entitled The Rise of the Single, Woke, and Young Democratic Female. Uh, talking about the trends specifically in this uh, past November's midterm elections and what that could mean for future elections and how that could shape uh, the electorate and elected officials that uh, do come into the fold. So without further ado, we'd like like to welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network the aforementioned Joel Kotkin. Uh, Mr. Kotkin, honored to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? Well, it's my pleasure. So uh, looking at this uh, particular piece, uh, a very, very intriguing piece, um, I guess we'll start with this. Given that uh, the demographic, which is uh, single young women, obviously um, uh, not married, maybe no plans to get married, firmly established in what, whatever career, uh, did your study show that this trend uh, started to vote more Democratic even well before the midterms? And was it specifically impacted by the overturning of Roe v. Wade, Joel
7: Kotkin? Well, well I think they're, they're, those are like two different things. This okay. has been a long-term trend. Okay. Um, Stan Greenberg, who I uh, who, who yeah, was associated with President Clinton um, and the Democratic Leadership Council, but they, they've done surveys. And, um, uh, Stan really identified the um, unmarried females as the as the core constituency now of the democratic party or certainly one of its key core constituencies, but it, that has been growing over time as women have, have more and more women going to college have gotten, you know, whatever the colleges do to people's brains. They, they seem to, they, they, they seem to have a function. Sure. Um, and, and, um, and also um On top of the two things, one, the awfulness of Donald Trump, which I agree with them on that. But, you know, I think Donald Trump is certainly not a a figure who um, many young women uh, swoon to. Let me put it that way. Sure. Um, And then the abortion thing. And I think now I I hate to ever agree with Trump, but I will on this. The extreme positions adopted by some of the uh, of the pro-life people probably did not do much to. Assuage um, the issue with younger people. You know, if if the discussion, for instance, had been, well, should there be any limits? Um, Should we allow essentially infanticide? I I think most women, single women, would not like that. Right. Um, If you told them that, well, we think it should, you know, uh, it should be banned um, for for you know in certain uh, periods towards the end of of the pregnancy i think there would have been some support for that um uh, bill king in a very good article in real clear politics a republican out of texas uh king made the point that only 13 percent of texans agree with the abortion policy which has no coverage for rape and incest mm. but this 13 percent seems to have driven this so in in one way it doesn't happen very often Trump was correct that the way the abortion people, the the anti-abortion people played it, the extremism did not help. And and I think that the, obviously the media, um, the mainstream media, um, was going was not going to cover it in a way that was, you know, sympathetic to to the pro-life position. But they certainly made it worse for themselves, and we and it certainly had an effect on how younger women voted.
4: Yeah, absolutely, a, a, a very interesting insight. Uh, regarding that, so um, kind of a, uh, I guess a larger extension. Did you see maybe Republicans having an opportunity to appeal to more of those young single women? I, I the it, one instance I think of is Senator Graham in the Senate. Once Roe v. Wade was overturned, came it looked like a tactic to try to get the Democrats on the record to show how extreme they were on the issue and saying, okay, look, if uh, here here is a bill where the say um, abortions up to. Uh, legal up to fifteen weeks, and beyond that, um, you know, outlawed with, I guess, certain exceptions. Would that have been even uh, just as extreme in, in your mind, Joel Kotkin? Uh, yeah,
7: I, well, I, I don't think it would have been attractive. And of course, the way okay. it, and the way it was portrayed, it was an abortion ban on a national level. Well, that's if you want suicidal politics, that's a good way of getting to it. Um, to me, the the greatest. Uh, uh, Misreporting is that, that that abortion wasn't banned by the Supreme Court; it was just kicked down to right. the states. Yep. And I think that's a legitimate position. I, I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I of course, I live in California, so you know, um, you know, the, the you know, there obviously there's not going to be overturning of the of, of the abortion decisions uh, here. But 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 I but I think that Graham, you know, being you know a consistent, uh, you know. Well, I don't know what derogatory term I can use, but I still I can come up with one. Graham, yeah, I mean the problem is if you're from South Carolina, you can get away with it, but if you want to win in Michigan and Ohio and 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 other states, I don't think it's it's a good position. But the, the 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 but there's no question in my mind that the abortion issue did hurt. I think Trump also hurt. I think those those two by themselves are the reason why Republicans. You know, it's interesting too. Republicans actually won the popular vote for Congress, right? And and, and which they usually don't do.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: But of course, there were so many terrible candidates. Um, I mean, the, the, the Republicans should control the Senate. But you know, if you're going to run terrible candidates, you're going to lose. And that 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 should be left at the the uh, um, on Trump's uh, doorstep,
4: I know one of the other issues that a, a lot of uh, single women were concerned about, and it's something that has really been brought to the forefront. Is something is uh, the wage gap? You know, you hear the statistics all the time that women earn seventy-seven cents per one dollar that that men earn, and and you know that was kind of that wasn't uh, it was proven to be not an apples to oranges comparison because women yep. do happen to make actively. Different choices in their career paths, choices that yield less on the on the wage scale. But you point out in your piece, Joel Kotkin, that there are more women actually getting into the into the STEM professions, and then that gap in those particular areas um, is actually could potentially uh, start to close. So I guess from that standpoint, um, is that an issue that's still going to be to to be demagogued, or are people going to wake up and say, okay, s- young single women? Um, you know, are not going to, you know, if they're not going to have children, they're going to be able to continue to progress in their career, that, that, uh, that there really isn't uh, a wage gap as much as there is? And how will that affect the electoral landscape?
7: All right. Well, first of all, one, your, your point is completely correct, that one of the components of the wage gap was the fact that, that women, well, for, you know, one of the things, obviously, some women, uh, you know, because uh, we're not talking about single women, Sure. Uh, but if you talk overall, obviously, women take time off to have kids right. that they're more likely to take that time off. That will affect it. Um, certainly, the choice of professions, women are in what you might call the helping professions, or they, they about 80 percent of the of the um, of the school teachers, uh, obviously the nurses. But also many women are, are now. Um, if you go to the medical schools um, the dental schools the veterinary schools yeah. those are now majority women and I, I and um but also increasingly the law schools um so i think that what you're seeing is this this gap is beginning to to evaporate and particularly in terms of there being any you know any real uh, you know, evidence of discrimination. I think there was a great deal of discrimination at one time, but increasingly women are moving up. And even when you mentioned STEM, I was talking to a friend of mine who's at you know, at at the engineering program at Chapman and uh, women are about 50%. Wow. (laughs) So, you know, um, I think women are getting into the STEM professions, um, but they're really kicking butt in things in the, in the other professions, you know, the um, uh, law, medicine, accounting, um, at, you know, obviously, you know, anything in the medical profession. So women are moving up. What's so interesting is at this height of sort of you might want to even call feminist protest and, and, and uh, uh, anger, women are kicking butt. And it's men, particularly the young men.
3: Who
0: are
4: really doing badly? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting dynamic and the uh, interesting shift that we are seeing uh, taking place. I know you cited uh, some statistics. It is um, uh, when do you know specifically, Joel Kotkin, what uh, time frame that that switched? Where now, where it's now the majority of college students are are now uh, young women, female.
7: Do you know what uh, approximate time frame
8: Uh, that switched?
7: yeah I would say in the last ten to fifteen years but it's it's again a long term process the numbers are in the in the article in real clear politics um, there's no question that this thing has been building for quite a while uh, but I can tell you that if you you know if you go to a university campus today in most cases it will be majority female um, and major by far the majority of the cal- college graduates today are female so you know, what we're really seeing is, if you will, the sort of feminization of our economy and increasingly our our politics as well. Once
4: again, we are joined by Joel Kotkin. He, the co-author of a piece at RealClearInvestigations.com. It's a piece entitled The Rise of the Single, Woke, and Young Democratic Female. Uh, Mr. Kotkin, we need to take a quick break. Any chance you can hold for one more segment with us? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be back with uh, Joel Kotkin with uh, one more segment regarding this uh, fascinating piece. And uh, we're available to take your phone calls, folks. If you'd like to weigh in with a comment or question, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
6: Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 253 0665. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 665
0: During the COVID 19 pandemic, they closed our churches down.
6: Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And
1: there's no church to bring the hope.
0: The new documentary, Super Spreader, follows the controversial
1: fight for religious freedom. You can no longer sing in church anymore. I was like, okay, it's on. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's
0: called Let Us Worship. It brought intense criticism from politicians and mainstream media.
2: If Jesus were here right now, he absolutely would wear a mask.
0: But this bold stand against tyranny brought hope to a country in chaos.
1: It's wild that this is happening in America, and it's wild that people are okay with it.
2: He called it a worship protest.
6: Christians are rising up, I'm telling you guys.
0: Don't miss Super Spreader, the most inspirational movie of our time.
1: Here's a move of God that's going to change America.
0: Super Spreader. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.
1: For everything your business needs to make this year your year, Staples has you covered. I need
2: to organize all my papers and files from last year and the year before that. Staples has you covered.
1: I need to clear clutter from my office and my home office and my home. Staples has you covered with everything you need to get organized this year at amazing savings. Right now at Staples, get up to 50% off select file folders, file cabinets, file boxes, and storage bins. Make this year your year at Staples. The working and learning store ends 128 in-store only.
3: Your
2: traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce wet technology softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com.
4: Hey, welcome back. AM and Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And don't forget, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So if you'd like to uh, view the broadcast, you can feel free to do so. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, One final segment with our guest via telephone, Joel Kotkin. He, along with Samuel J. Abrams, uh, penned a piece at RealClearInvestigations.com entitled... The Rise of the Single, Woke, and Young Democratic Female. Uh, Mr. Kotkin, we've seen kind of uh, trends in voter demographics in the past where young people may have a tendency to vote more liberal, more progressive, and as they get older and, you know, uh, get married and have families, have a tendency to be more conservative. With with this particular demographic, uh, single women, a larger majority, are staying single beyond their childbearing years. So, with that in mind, um, will age not be, will the age not have kind of the same transition as we've seen in the past, i.e., will these single women continue to vote pro- progressive or will priorities shift that, you know, they may be like their counterpart, married counterparts and vote conservative, Joe Kotkin? What's your kind of questions uh, on I, that? I,
7: I think that? I think it, that women who do not have children, do not have a husband, and are working particularly working in particular uh, professions that really are reliant on on government transfers, you know like for instance people teachers. I don't see them changing very much it, you have a better chance I think of a of a thirty five year old woman having their her her first kid uh becoming more conservative than Sure. A 55 year old woman who's been single all along, um, and and that person becoming, um, uh, you know, b- b- becoming uh, more conservative. I I think it, you know, once once you you don't have children, um, and and you're not married, I'm not sure what would change your your politics. The only thing I can think of that may make a difference would be something like crime. And for some of the, the more successful professional women, it could be they, um, things like, you know, higher taxes and, uh, um, and ad, uh, items like that. But, you know, it will be interesting to see. We don't really know so much because we never had this larger cohort of unmarried women. Um, it just didn't exist. Um, Interestingly, uh, unmarried men don't vote the same way. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And it was a uh,
4: I know these are stats uh, and numbers and research that you backed up in this uh, particular piece. And I know one other aspect of this that you talked about is kind of the mass exodus of families out of the big cities. I know you're you reference like Manhattan and San Francisco, where uh, a lot of these cities, uh, they aren't building new single family homes. I mean, where I uh, near where I live, you know, right. The biggest the major city I live near Minneapolis uh, I think they've outlawed uh, new construction, single-family homes. It's all, you know, condominiums, stack-and-pack housing and, and whatnot. So um, it's interesting. Another aspect you pointed out in this piece is the demographic shift in where people are living, families not so much in the cities anymore, and thus uh, single uh, women gravitating more toward these
7: uh, more urban areas, Joe Kotkin. Right, and, and what, what this does is it it accelerates. The move towards progressivism and even extreme progressivism um, in in the core cities, um, you know, and, and you know, and, and as a person who's a, an urban historian by uh, by training and having done a lot of work on cities, it's a sad thing to see that cities, and, and I think some of our our most attractive great cities, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Minneapolis, uh, cities that historically were kind of role models, have become increasingly marginal and certainly not places where, you know, a family, unless you have enough money to pay for private school and to live in in the swankiest neighborhood, you're probably not going to go there once you decide to get married and certainly when you decide to have children. Um, Just to give you one illustration, since 2000, the county of Los Angeles, the largest county in the United States, has lost three-quarters of a million people under the age of 25. Wow. Wow. Well, um,
4: eye-popping numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I guess from, from that standpoint, as we're seeing, um, it, the you know, a lot of these progressive policies in these major cities, you know, you like San Francisco, and you know, we're seeing it here in Minneapolis, the more they're trying to appeal and, and, and make it so that Folks who aren't on the high end of the income scale can live there. The, the as they implement these policies, it's ad, it's actually having the opposite effect. It's causing a greater disparity where it's the, you know the uh, the richest of the rich and uh, rich and unfortunately the poor of the poor. So from that standpoint, Joel Kotkin, the, um, I would think that single women, sole you know single income, that could make it kind of a challenge to maybe stay in those areas long term. Is that something that could? I don't know, maybe potentially affect their politics along the line once they see these progressive policies just aren't
7: uh, working as well as they thought they might? Well, I think that's possible, but there's a flip side of that. If Let's say a single woman, even a successful single woman with a fairly high income, Mm -hmm. but that's not the same as two high incomes in the same house. And so I think what, what I... Think is more likely is they're going to look increasingly at subsidies um, and income transfers a for when they get older because they don't have kids to look after them Um, and I think you're also going to see um, increasing demand for things like rent subsidies I mean if you look at the YIMBY movement you know which is you know uh, you know basically hostile to the idea of um, the Yimby's of yes, in my backyard, they call themselves. Um, this, this group, um, is overwhelmingly made up of single people, almost, almost never do get this, this pressure coming from a family because families want, if they don't, if, if they don't want a house, they want a significantly, um, large, uh, condo or a two, three bedroom apartment. And those aren't being built in the cities anymore. Right. You know, when, When I was a kid growing up in New York, you know, we knew people who had three, you know, middle class people with three bedroom apartments in Manhattan. That doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) You know, I mean, unless you happen to be in an old rent controlled building. So the bottom line is the same thing could actually make them more progressive, more in favor of income transfer as the way to make up for the fact that, a, there aren't two incomes, and then longer term, that there that that there aren't any, uh, you know, children to look after them, after, you know, when they get old.
4: I'll end with this. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll end with this, and again, we only have a few minutes to go with our guest, uh, Joel Kotkin. Uh, he penned a piece, along with Sam and J. Abrams, entitled The Rise of the Single, Woken, Young, Democratic Female. Uh, obviously, uh, when we're seeing voter trends, you, you, uh, you reference in the article that, uh, that uh, the democrats are as reliant on on single women as much as they are becoming reliant on the african american vote if you've seen voter trends recently uh republicans have definitely made some inroads with the hispanic vote maybe even a little bit with the uh, african american vote as well um if you if you were someone were to uh, to advise uh the republicans uh um short of just flat out overhauling their ideology what is some way that they could um, maybe make inroads with the uh, the single uh, young Democratic, uh, single young female uh, demographic, Joel Kotkin.
7: Well, I think part of it is you know, a you know, you don't want to have somebody who's clearly, you know, a, a, a misogynist and a moral reprobate. Of Donald course, Donald Trump. <laughs> you have that, you're going to lose them. You know, a guy who talks that way, who has, um, you know, who's clearly, let's you know, who's clearly. Uh, has views that are not very acceptable uh, to uh, women. I think, you know, a Glenn Youngkin, for instance, um, might do better with, with some of these single women. But I think Republicans have to sit down and really think through the changing demographics of this country right. and how they can address it. Because there is a case to be made, uh, you know, particularly on the economic front and on the on the public safety front, that would, would at least, have something to offer to the to this constituency um the problem that republicans have just um, the republicans have is they've got a an activist core who um if not uh if if not totally chauvinistic certainly sounds that way and and adopts you know stances and, you know you're not going to do really well with single uh women by going around saying i'm I'm going to you know, like when the guy was running in, in Missouri about I'm going to go rhino hunting with with oh, with with, yes. a, with an assault weapon. Right. I don't think that's the image you want to have. And I think what's part of the problem is Republicans are so committed to this sort of anti-wokeness that they, they go to the other extreme. And that doesn't work very well with this constituency.
4: A fascinating piece, again, uh, realclearinvestigations.com is the website. Uh, You can check it out in its entirety, Uh, very thoroughly researched, uh, just a a very fascinating uh, look into uh, the voter demographics uh, that are taking place in this country. Again, the rise of the single, woke, and young Democratic female. I've also linked to it at my blog at uh, bradcarlson.org in the post Uh, promoting today's broadcast. Uh, Joel Kotkin, an honor to be joined by you again today, sir. Thank you so much. Very insightful piece, a very interesting read. And uh, thank you again. Have yourself a a great rest of the day. We appreciate your time, sir.
7: Uh, It was my pleasure. Thank
4: you very much. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll be back uh, to talk more uh, national news stories when we come back. Again, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN Show. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Oh, little she yeah. is
7: making me itch too. I <laughs> guarantee it. I love it though. Oh, uh, here's just a lot of superstar. He has something that he wants to most definitely tell you.
6: Little she. Yeah. How long have you been listening to the world's famous?
3: Mount Calvary Lutheran Preschool in Richfield believes parents are a child's first teachers. We nurture
2: the seeds of faith and learning with hands-on experiences in a creative learning atmosphere. We offer flexible
3: programming, mornings or afternoons, a couple of days per week or full-time, along with early drop-off and late pickup. We recognize the uniqueness of every family situation. See for yourself on Monday, January 23rd at our open house from 4 to 6. Search Mount Calvary Preschool Richfield for more information. And join us January 23rd.
6: Master Pool & Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. And up to 80% off remaining 2022s. From Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. Master Pool & Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 253 0665. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 253 0665.
8: Hey,
4: welcome back, Game128 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. You can also check us out on our Facebook page. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, we do have the live stream up and running. It cut out for a, a quick second, but uh, it looks like it's back up and running again. I don't know what happens if the computer froze up. Or sometimes uh, we play more than five seconds of a song uh, that they don't like. I don't know. It's it, it's crazy stuff like that. But whatever, the live stream is back up and running. So thank you, as always, for tuning in. And, again, thank you to our guest, Joe Kotkin, for the uh, fascinating discussion on uh, his Real Clear Investigations piece uh, yeah that's another uh, demographic the the Republicans definitely got to get the message tightened up there that is for sure there is there is opportunity there but it just seems like in our politically divided country it's just they two parties run to the opposite end of each other and you have a tendency to alienate a pretty key uh voter demographic so um you know there's there's time to get that figured out that is for certain so fascinating discussion i I certainly enjoyed it I uh, want to take a uh, a shift into sports intersecting with politics. If you listen to this show for any length of time, you know that any story that has that dynamic is one I am going to feature. And this had to do with uh you probably heard about this um uh at the um and it, it was an NHL game. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh defenseman chose not to wear A pride jersey. This is from CBSNews.com. Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov did not participate in the team's LGBTQ plus Pride Night festivities Tuesday night, which included wearing a rainbow-themed warm-up jersey prior to the Flyers game against the Anaheim Ducks. The 26-year-old Provorov, who says he is Russian Orthodox, explained he chose not to participate because of his religious beliefs. I respect everybody's choices, he told reporters after the game at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, which the Flyers won 5-2. to two. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Flyers coach John Tortorella did not bench Provorov and came to his defense saying Provorov is, quote, being true to himself and his religion, close quote. This has to do with his belief and his religion, Tortorella said in his postgame comments. It's one thing. Uh, it's one thing I respect about Provi. He's always true to himself. That's where we're at with that. Now, the thing I find interesting about this is, well, you know, Flyers coach Tortorella, you know, he didn't bench him. So that was a consideration. That should have been on the table, according to some people, that Ivan Provorov should have been benched because he didn't participate in Pride Night. What happened to being against forced advocacy or forced patriotism? I mean, this was an argument that was perpetuated by those who were okay with NFL players kneeling during the national anthem. It's like, well, they they should they should stand and they should stand during the national anthem. Heck, you even had the then president of the United States, President Trump, stay saying that they should be that they should stand or you know, I, I still remember his comments. He says, wouldn't you love to see it if, the, you know, if the, these players at Neal, if the coach said, you know, get the, get off the field, the SOB. I mean, the president used that actual full phrase, SOB, which I vehemently disagreed with. Look, my, my thing is I would always stand for the national anthem. I would sing along, have my hand on my harp. That's me. I You know, I've said ad nauseum. Uh, I disagree with what some of these players are trying to convey and how they go about it okay but that doesn't mean i believe they should be they should be forced to stand with their hands on their hearts or benched for that okay i think i've been pretty clear so of course the one trend that always occurs when sports intersects with politics is it gives the sports media, the vast majority of whom are left, politically leftist, it gives them an opportunity to sit at the adult table, you know, because they, uh, you know, they're often chided by you know who they consider quote unquote real journalists. Ah, you're a sports. Yeah, it's it's the toy department. Well, as we've seen over the past decade or two, there's been a lot of social and political intersection into the sports world, which yeah. You know, I I don't really have a problem with, you know, uh, because I don't really take these people serious. Just because you have a huge platform, you're a sports guy, doesn't mean I should take your opinion seriously on politics. I may agree with what you say or disagree with what you say, but I don't give your opinion any greater weight, you know. But it is what it is. Uh, But my point here is that this gives the sports reporters an opportunity to kind of show off their serious journalistic side. And uh, let's see, what do I have here? Let's start with uh, cut number two. This is about three minutes long, but it's worth the listen. Uh, Canadian journalist, let me see if I uh, pronounce his name right, Sid Sachero. Again, he's a Canadian journalist. Uh, He almost got choked up over the situation with Provorov declining to wear the Pride jersey. again. It wasn't like Ivan Provorov said gays shouldn't be allowed to attend hockey games or gays shouldn't be allowed to play the sport. That would be that would definitely be a bridge too far, and that would be, in my opinion, cause for a reprimand. But the fact he didn't want to be forced to be an advocate for something he didn't believe in, I think that's totally legit. Again, um, I'll have more comments on the other side of this. But uh, Canadian journalist Sid Ceschero. On the Provorov controversy, got number two.
2: Three things, technically. Provorov also spoke to the media after the game and as, and echoed what Tortorella said, so I didn't feel the need to run it. Um, this happened in baseball last year with the Tampa Bay Rays. There were five members of the Tampa Bay Rays who wouldn't wear a patch supporting gay rights. Mm-hmm. And Major League Baseball didn't do much. It was a story for a little bit. Um, John Tortorella, you know, uh, many years ago, when, um, you know, Racial injustice, and the still is still a when, when when Colin Kaepernick first started kneeling during National Anthem, said, anyone who does that on my team is going to sit. And he has a, he has a son who's an Army Ranger. So it's not like Tortorella in the past hasn't spoken on, on, on sensitive issues. Um, the theme from the National Hockey League is hockey is for everyone. Okay? Right? The theme is not hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights, then do whatever you want. What? If the National Hockey League is going to do this, if any league is going to do this, do it properly or reevaluate what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of repercussions and I'm seeing from any league. Now, it could change with the NHL. It could change with the NHL. I think you find the Flyers a million dollars for this. I'm not kidding. So Figure this that's out. That's insane. And stop offending people on nights where it's not about that. It's supposed to be about inclusivity. The National Hockey League need to attack this and figure this out. Ron. Because what I heard last night was offensive (gasps) and didn't make any sense. Because, for instance, if that was a military night, okay? Right. If anyone in Canada or in the States on a military appreciation night wouldn't wear a jersey pregame, do you have any idea... The uproar that would have happened on that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea of the backlash? Do you have any idea what happened on social media? They get a deal with Nike. It's uh, it's it's ridiculous what would well, happen. It was just a minute ago we were talking about the uproar that was happening with FIFA Fever, where it's, if you were seen with so much as yeah. a rainbow anywhere, you had to fear for your life, imprisonment, or death. Yeah. seriously. So and now here we are. I, I just oh. think the NHL has to do something here. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone. Dot dot dot. Unless unless you don't agree with gay rights, is not the phrasing of this. You're either in this or you're not. And one last point. Nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you looked in people's lives, you normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. You would throw up at what you saw. And I have seen that a million times in a lot of different ways. So don't, don't give me that. With respect. Don't give me that because no one's perfect. All right? Don't, tell me, don't, don't feed me the religious beliefs line. And all of a sudden, the NHL is going to back off this. The National Hockey League today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. Because that is insulting. That is the number one trending topic in Canada. That is insulting what happened in Philadelphia. And if the NHL is serious about this, they say they are. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see how serious they are today. But that whole thing was mishandled. And and part of me couldn't believe it. Part of me could, considering how the NHL sometimes handles things. And it's too important, and that's why... you're continuing to talk about it because you're not just going to brush it under there. Well said,
4: Dean. Ah, uh, okay. There's there, there's so much to unpack there. Number one, you're in Canada. Okay, you don't have free speech up there, so don't come lecturing us about about this kind of stuff. You know, you may have to walk in lockstep with what your government says or what organizations say up there, but not here. Okay. And this idea that equating someone who doesn't want to wear a pride jersey to a country that was hosting the World Cup, a country which criminalizes homosexuality, you're going to compare those two? That's that's idiocy. That is absolute idiocy. And no, they, they should not be fined for a million dollars. That 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 too is idiocy. Because it's it's force advocacy. You're forcing people to violate their conscience. And you say, whoa, whoa, what, what, what have that been a military night? Well again, I, I point you to the NFL. Whenever the national anthem is sung or whenever you know military jets are flying overhead, you have players kneeling during that. That that's that's celebrated. That's okay. And there are some fans who don't like that. And those fans have a right to their opinion. But say, whoa! whoa, whoa what would happen if they, if have happened you know, if they'd have done that during the military night? Well, they'd have probably been like Colin Kaepernick and got a Nike deal. I mean, Colin Kaepernick's probably made more money outside the NFL than he ever made inside of it. And guess what? He's not on the field risking getting his bell rung and, suffer, and possibly suffering from CTE in the aftermath. And, you know, again, here's – I want to make sure I get this guy's uh, credentials right. Greg uh, Wyshynski. He is a yeah senior NFL or senior NHL writer at ESPN. Uh, he he thought he he thought he was playing this cute little gotcha game. He says, "Wow, look at this! Ivan Provorov is more than happy to play pregame dress up when it does align with his belief system because there is a replica military Flyers jersey with Provorov's number on it." Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You mean Ivan Provorov is supporting causes he believes in? Yeah, it's a big, That's a big gotcha there, Greg. That's the point. He doesn't want to be forced to advocate for causes he doesn't believe in. And this idea that if you don't wear a pride jersey, you're against gay rights. Nowhere did Ivan say that gay people should be denied rights. When I hear gay rights, I think are gay people being denied civil liberties? Because if they're being denied civil liberties, I'm 100% in their corner. They should be able to speak freely. They should be able to own a gun. Okay? They should be innocent until proven guilty if they're arrested for something. Absolutely. But the I'm sorry, but if you're talking about like marriage, well marriage is not a right. Okay? We have laws in this country where they can now be married, but that's never been a right. See people kind of conflate conflate these issues too often. So, uh, again, Sid Sachero, Canadian journalist. uh, I think he started uh, sniveling there a little bit um, over this. But, again, uh, Ivan Provorov, good on him. Uh, He gave a template about how to beat back the Wokes. Let them have their impotent impotent rage for a few days, and then they'll move on to the next great affront. Uh, Honest to God, it must be so exhausting to be outraged about everything, to find offense in everything. But then again, that's part of their shtick. Uh, we do have Dave on line one. Dave, uh, we got to take a break. If there's any way you can hold during the break, I promise I'll take your call when we come back. And we will have time for another phone call or 2 289 You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. Brad Carlson and the Clos are back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
8: Gonna light you fire All day have been thinking about you, baby, you're my one desire Have my arms around you hold you close
1: to me am 1280 the patriot sightseeing in paris at the mall in bloomington or on horseback in dallas we're where you are listen to am 1280 the patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app Master Pool
6: and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 253 0665. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory and up to 80% off remaining 2022s from Minnesota's largest spa dealer. Drive a little, save a lot. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Free delivery and trade ins welcome. Master Pool and Spa's New Year Sale. Save up to 25 to 60% off new 23 inventory. Master Pool and Spa, 394, Louisiana, 952 253 0665.
3: Immaculate Conception School is now accepting enrollment applications for fall 2023. Financial aid and scholarship funding still available. Schedule a tour today. Learn why Immaculate Conception School is your child's firm foundation. Search Immaculate Conception School.
0: Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on. 952-209-2929. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Edina.
4: Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for always tuning in. One final short segment on the broadcast. We may be able to squeeze another phone call in. So 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. Uh, Otherwise, feel free to weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And don't forget the live stream at our NARN Facebook page. As promised, I want to get to Dave's call. Dave is on line one. Dave, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance, sir.
3: Absolutely, Brad. I wanted to call in because, one, I think Ivan Ketrov or whatever his name is, the NHL player that refused uh, did not want to put the game – I'm a game fan and I think he had every single right to that. Okay. I am so tired of the left and the media trying to separate groups, whether it's black people, Asian people, and it's gay people, not all gay people think the same. I don't, I wouldn't want to force my beliefs on somebody else any more than I would want them to force theirs on my, on me. And I think there's a lot of conservative gays that are out there. Prior to Trump running for election, I think on my Facebook page, which is pretty political, mm-hmm. I had, out of 5,000 friends, I had maybe 18 or 19. I now have 2,600. It is, I'm sick of the media trying to think they speak for any, all the groups, no matter what it is. It is ridiculous. The guy had every right to do that, and I respect him. And I did see an interview with him. And he said, I have a lot of respect for their, I have no problem with your lifestyle. If they want to live that way, that's fine. But to force him, put it on his body, is ridiculous. Any more than it is for taking a baker who doesn't want to make a cake for a same-sex couple, go to another baker for God's sake. There's gay bakers out there. Go to them. It's just ridiculous. But the media, they love it because they can divide and conquer and try to get people not to be, Respectful of one another based on what they call their special groups and stuff. These people that are not gay that think that they're talking to the gay community or whatever. Brandon Strzok started the half walk away, which I think now has five million people that are on that have signed up saying why they walked away from the gay I'm sorry, for the Democratic Party. Most of them being gay as he is. But I just think I'm great. I'm glad you have this on and you have the attitude you do because the reporters that you were having on there, I. They make me sick and want to throw up because the guy has every right to his beliefs.
4: Thanks for the uh, call, Dave. We appreciate it. Well, you think that's good. Uh, Let's go to cut number three while we have time. It's just a short clip, 43 seconds. Again, this is what happens when sports writers try to delve into social and political issues. Uh, They don't really know how to speak with any nuance or couth or decorum. This is EJ Raddick. He is an NHL writer. Let's go to cut number three real quick.
8: And Ivan Progroff can get on a plane any day he wants and go back to a place where he feels more comfortable, take less money, and get on with his life that way, if it's that problematic for him. And he's been in North America for a long time. He played in the Western Hockey League. He's now been in Philadelphia for many years. If this is that much of a problem for him to maybe assimilate into his group of teammates and in the community and here in this country, that's okay. Listen, you can feel any way you want. But the beauty is, if it bothers you that much, there's always a chance to leave. Go back where you feel more comfortable. I understand there's a conflict of sorts going on over there. Maybe get involved. So,
2: I...
4: I and I've, wow. Uh, you notice his colleagues, were the, the, the gal who started to talk there, kind of stuttered. I, 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 seriously? Yeah, if you don't like America, go, go join the Russian military and fight Ukraine. Go where you, where you might feel more comfortable. I mean people rightly were outraged when Trump responded to the NFL briefly I mean the NFL they they backtracked but briefly they had a policy where they said okay look you don't have to stand during the national anthem but if you don't want to stand during the national anthem then stay in the locker room you know and then the NH or the NFL realized well that's not tenable because then you're going to see which players are not out on the field and all of a sudden they're going to have the proverbial scarlet letter on. Wait a minute, I you stay behind in the locker room during the national anthem. What's up with that? So the NFL realized that was a non-tenable policy, but for for a brief instance, that was going to be their policy. If you don't want to stand during the national anthem, that's fine, you don't have to, just stay back in the locker room. Well, President Trump, then President Trump, was asked about that, and he said, well, I think that's good. You know, I think if you're out there, you should stand, and if you don't stand, you shouldn't be in the country. And people were rightly outraged when a sitting president of the United States said that, and they were right. Now, again, I know it's different. This is a hockey writer, and that was the president of the United States. So what the president of the United States said was, it was more egregious. I'll grant you that, but the sentiment remains the same. This whole idea that if we don't advocate for the causes that that I believe in, then you shouldn't be here. Go back to where you came from. All right? That's no better when citizens constantly barrage Ilhan Omar, with whom I agree on nothing, when they barrage her Twitter feed when she says the things she says, you know, why don't you go back to Somalia. That's not helpful. That's not appropriate. Okay? And Ivan Provorov is showing the best of America. He's here in America standing up for what he believes in because we have free speech in America, right? It's, it's, it's reminiscent of the Seinfeld episode where Kramer did the AIDS walk, but didn't want to wear the ribbon. He was bullied for not wearing a ribbon. Well, he's there to walk in support of AIDS. Shouldn't that be enough? And this kind of reminds me of that same thing. So uh, good for Ivan Provorov, showing how to beat back the wokes and, They're already on to the next outrage. So, folks, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Again, programming note, Mitch and I are switching broadcasts
1: next weekend. So, Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Fans are calling The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land, their new favorite Christmas movie. When a famous model returns to her farm and reunites with a long-lost pen pal, she just may find what true beauty really is.
5: I came here looking for something I haven't found yet.
1: Well, maybe you found it and just don't know it. Available now on SalemNow.com. Plus, get the documentary What is True Beauty? Free with your purchase of The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santa Land. Exclusively on SalemNow.com.
2: Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot
8: your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-846-2124 800-846-2124 800-846-2124 that's 800-846-2124 did you know that the
1: patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming The Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM1280 The Patriot app today. AM1280